We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a man who gave up his seat to a blind man on the bus one day and that's how he got sacked as a bus driver. It's Chris. Where did that intro even come from? Oh, bus driver. Right, I get it. Okay. Well, I still don't understand where that intro even came from. Normally you make some sort of reference to the movie we're doing, but that was that was nothing. That threw me completely. Look, Chris, that was a funny joke to open up this episode of the podcast, because uh, this is going to be a real boring episode, like the film that we watched is going to be real boring. So I spiced <laughs> it up with a little joke. Uh, we're, we're talking about Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, or Zack Snyder's Star Wars. I, I watched this over Christmas while I was sick. It, it didn't make me sick, but it didn't make me any better, Chris. It didn't make me feel healthier. Right. This film, I um, when it released, I, I didn't see anything beforehand. I, I think I saw like a brief write-up on Netflix, but I didn't look into it. And when it released, I watched the trailer and I thought, damn, this looks good. And when you said we're going to do it on the podcast, I was like, yep, even better, because I was planning to watch this anyway. And I started it last night, and I finished it off a couple of hours ago. And um, I think that's why there's such a strong, bad taste left in my mouth <laughs> from it still. I went into this film with high hopes. I unfortunately did see some of the reviews for it. I say I saw the reviews. I didn't read any. I just saw the Rotten Tomato score for it. Before watching, I thought, oh, that is low. That's not good. And I saw uh, how a lot of the things were saying it's a Star Wars ripoff. And I went into the film and I was like, all right, let's just, let's just watch it. And um, damn, I was very disappointed in this film. I didn't give it. I didn't have the heart to give it a thumbs down though. I still gave it a single thumb up on Netflix because oh, it, it was. I thought it was okay. Don't encourage it. Don't encourage mediocrity, Chris. Come on. I'm gonna have to because this is. Oh, I gave it a single thumbs up because I thought it was okay, but it was it was nowhere near as good as what I was hoping. And now we got this is only a part. What well, we got a part two coming, and I've just read apparently it's meant to be four parts. Well, it's meant to be a four film series. It's not even that it's a part one. This is also not Zack Snyder's vision for Rebel Moon, because he's coming out with a director's cut as well. But he's on Netflix. He did the zombie film, which was uh, Army of the Dead, which I quite like, because that's unfiltered Zack Snyder doing violence and big men with big guns shooting zombies and stuff. So I don't mind Zack Snyder stuff sometimes when I'm I'm, I'm in the mood for it, but... He self-censored himself for some reason, and this film feels like toothless. It's very slow and bland. I don't the, the structure doesn't help. It's quite repetitive. So it's 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 characters going from one place to another, recruiting what should be a, a cast of colourful warrior characters, but because it takes forty minutes to set up a very basic plot, the characters that we are meeting along this journey are short-changed, because it's all of them, they just fight a thing or do something, and then they're on the ship, and then they, they're they forgotten about until there's an action scene, and then they all have to be given a guy to shoot or punch or whatever. The characters suffer a lot from lack of development, because Zack Snyder has to have slow-mo in every action scene, and that adds about an hour to the runtime of this film, Chris. It's so long for a film that is half a film and ends in Act 2, Chris, of of the bigger story arc. Yeah, so this, this film's nearly two and a half hours long, and like you said, Zack Snyder, he loves his slow-mo, and uh, we, we, go, we get a lot of slow-mo in this, and it's a very, I thought was going to have some 
not overly complicated plot, but a, a decent plot to sink my teeth into. But it's a very generic basic plot. The characters are all one-dimensional. They they have no real backstory. The one character that we, we do get see most of her backstory to was was an interesting anyway. I felt no connection to any of these characters, so I was you know, if any of them had suddenly died, I was fine with it. And it is um yeah, it's not just no good. I can see why there are people saying comparison to Star Wars because in this film, you've got the Imperium. It's basically the Empire from Star Wars. Yeah. You've got some rebels. Well, Zack Snyder, Snyder didn't help because he was very public about, hey, this is my Star Wars. I took this to Lucasfilm and went, this is what I want to make. And they were like, well, it's it's not for us, Zack, but, you, you know, you can go away and make your own thing. And then he did. And this is it. So, I I don't know. It's it, It's definitely... It helps that it's not Star Wars, because it, it, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have helped the Star Wars brand if you didn't like Star Wars and then you went, ah, oh, Zack Snyder's doing it. You would go, oh, no, Disney have, have neutered him. There's no blood or anything like that in, in his Star Wars. He's He's done this to himself. If he'd have gone into it and had a big spider lady get chopped in half by some knockoff lightsaber blades and then you get to see her guts and brain spill out then that's what I would be expecting from a Zack Snyder film. But we just get boring characters being sad and boring, and it's very predictable and plodding. So Cora, the main character, was the bodyguard for the king, and then the king died, and now everybody hates her. So you can see where it's going. Her father figure is now the emperor. It's it's going to have been like a plan for her dad to grab power. It's all going to be him, and she's you know gonna have been framed for murdering the king and her daughter you can see where it's going it's all very predictable but that that doesn't need to be a bad thing because you know a simple plot can leave you open to be more complex with other things like action framing and 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 choreography and characters but none of that is done and the action is all boring shootout stuff and the characters are all very flat and maybe they'll get more development in the next part which is coming out in april ish so yeah but i'm not gonna hold my breath too much chris and i i would advise you not to either because you'll suffocate it's unfortunate because this 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 had the potential to be much more when you get a a big sci-fi epic orchestral movie like this it's missing the plot it's missing good characters this is a big sci-fi thing they go to different planets what plants we do see, there's not really much interest in going on them. There's no sort of like battles in space. No, even though we're teased with this rebellion thing, we see we meet the two leaders of this this rebellion, the, the Blood Axe siblings, and they've got fighters and they've got pilots and they have their own ships and they'll get blown up immediately. We don't get to see any cool space battles or anything like that. And um, yeah, part two, I'm not overly excited for. I don't think I'm ever going to see myself rewatching this film again. I imagine I, I might there'll be a recap maybe when part two comes out. I don't see how it's going to make this into a four-parter movie because I just assume part two would have been the end of it. Um, yeah, it, it's very thin, isn't it, at the moment? And if they want to make it bigger and expand out, then part two has got to be real good because if it's not, then I can't see myself being invested in it. 
No, I mean, Netflix took a... Obviously, they got the script. They must have liked it. And they funded the first two movies because uh, I'm guessing these films are probably filmed by Zack Snyder sort of back-to-back and out lot, and that's how they've got such a close release date. Maybe if the second film doesn't do well, which I imagine at this rate it probably won't, they're going to get a... Um, a budget cut maybe the third and fourth films get counted out right maybe this is why this film's just released now and the other film's not coming to april because they're they're looking at the uh, reviews of this film and going oh damn we need to reshoot a lot on the second film to try and make it better we need I, a few months to do that I, I don't think they've got enough time to fix anything in this because i i don't think they're going to be able to you know oh people said this character was boring so let's zhuzh them up a bit so i don't think they're going to do that i would have much preferred to see another Zack snyder zombie movie and i i can understand why he probably doesn't want to do another one because he's done two already so he probably doesn't want to be typecast as the ah he's the zombie director now but this didn't work for me and I'm, i'm i've always been a bit on the fence about Zack snyder his dc stuff didn't really do it for me his army of the dead thing was fine but yeah this is is not what i wanted from a Zack snyder star wars film it's not what he hyped it up to be like star wars for grown-ups because it's not it's silly it's got a doctor who spider monster in it it's got a harry potter hippogriff in it it's it's got (laughs) it's got it's got ray fisher in it for a little bit and and he dies he's one of the blood axe siblings but there's not enough in it to sink my teeth into and and i i wouldn't recommend it chris it's a it's a don't watch from me do you know what it's really upsetting but i i probably have to agree i have already recommended this film on its trailer alone before i watched it oh no chris so, you're gonna lose um... <laughs> so much street cred so I, before I saw this film, I watched a trailer and I was talking. Um, my dad likes those, the same sort of, uh, not the same films, but he doesn't like horror, but it, he's a big sci-fi fan. He, he loves Star Wars. So when I saw the trailer for this, I showed him the trailer. My dad was like, oh, so it's good. I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it a watch. You should definitely watch it too. And I might contact him later and say, I, I don't know if you've watched it yet or not, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's not often that I say I don't, you know, I say I don't watch for a film, but for this, I... I I can't think of anybody that would probably enjoy it. Because, um, it's, yeah, it's just bad all over. Because usually if, if the film's got moving images, you're happy to just sit and watch it. You're, you're am, so easily yeah. pleased. Yes, I am easily pleased. I, 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 I can enjoy the more simple films and stuff. But, um, yeah, no, this... Uh, it, I was watching, I was just thinking, I don't care about any of these characters. None of them are interesting. I think that's what grated on me the most. It was how quickly they introduced all these characters in. Because you've got, you got Cora, and she's living on this farm village on this planet. And in 10 weeks, the Imperium are going to come back and take all their food. And she's like, no, we've got to, got to mount a defense against it before you learn her backstory. And yeah, she goes around, you pick up these characters, like you said, and they've all got these sort of like gimmicky things. We've got a guy that's basically Tarzan. Yeah. That rescues a hippogriff. <laughs> um, and then that's, that's, that's it the extent of his skills and it's gone again and the hippogriff bird thing vanishes we don't get to see that in a fight against the spaceship or whatever more hippogriff i know i thought well i thought okay he's gonna ride that into battle and he just left it on the planet anyway oh fine and then we we get nemesis this this dual wielding blade lady who blades heat up 
which seemed a very pointless feature because she's fighting a giant spider and she's cutting through the spider's legs and abdomen with these blades without them being heated and then she just heated them for no reason i can't see what additional stuff that would do and then i can't remember the, i mean there was kai he was like meant to be the hand solo the pilot the smuggler and while i was watching it i was like well this guy's obviously going to betray them well and it's like immediately his introduction is oh he sold out the guy that i trusted so i guess we'll go with him instead just like what did you think was going to happen he sold out the guy that you went to see at the bar of course he's going to sell you out as well but like yeah just dumb characters making dumb decisions with no shirts on yeah this is it's it's very hard to do something to to write a story like this and keep it engaging when it's it's basically fetch quest fetch quest fetch quest so you have to make the people that you're you're getting stand out and interesting and worth your time i tried to do a little bit of writing and i wrote a a story with this sort of structure in it where someone's going around getting a colorful bunch of characters to do a mission and stuff so you have to give them a reason to be on the team and show their characters and like how they interact as a team but there's none of that they're on the ship and then they just don't talk to each other and and you need that team dynamic like how does nemesis deal with like titus the the drunk general is she going to take orders from him what what about the hippogriff guy who's a secret prince what is is he going to take orders from a general what's going on with jimmy the robot who was a big part of the trailer but is in the film for like 10 seconds and hopefully will show up more in the second film so it's a hard one to balance especially in a film where you are constrained by time so i i would love to give you some answers uh as to how to do this Zack snyder but maybe make it into a book because uh, then you've got all the all the time in the world to flesh out your characters and stuff also is this empire like supposed to have been good and like was the king a good guy and then nazis took over or was the king always a prick and then even more pricky people took over i don't understand <laughs> no well no one seems to like the imperium do they apart from the people that were worthy imperium and they're like oh yeah and we our king and our queen and the princess was slain and this regent taken over but um it doesn't seem like anybody else likes the Imperium. I didn't get the sense that before this region took over when the king and the queen were alive, that people were like, yeah, well, the Imperium, go on, because they, they still seem just like the Empire. I forgot about Jimmy the Robot, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> he does a bit of narrating at the beginning, and then he's voicing the robot, and I thought, that's pretty cool. I like the look of this robot. And then, yeah, vanishes at the start of the film. On the end of the film, the robot reappears, looking all dramatically into the camera, and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot this thing even existed. <laughs> That's how little impact these characters are having on me. Like I said, I only finished watching this film two hours ago and I'm struggling to remember all the characters already in it. Yeah, they, and... they don't make a lasting impression, which is sad. Because the, the talent in it, the actors, have have some big chops to them. So the fact that they're not given enough time to d- do any acting is, is sad. But we'll see. Uh, part two, if they do not shine then then this whole thing has been a, a waste of time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing because of Army of the Dead doing reasonably well, that Netflix were like, 
yeah, we, you, you got the Zack Snyder. We'll invest in two movies straight away. Maybe they're, they're going to be regretting it now, and hopefully this doesn't mess up any future Zack Snyder projects. But um, do you know what I was, I was thinking of when he's going around collecting these characters, and we get a brief introduction to them and see like a bit of a skill that they don't really use later on. It makes me think of Rick and Morty when they, they take the make out of a, a heist episode. He's going around recruiting people for a heist and he's just turning up and they're, they're, he's saying hi and they're just going, yes, Rick, you son of a bitch, I'm in. That's it, straight away. And I've got the same vibe watching this. It's almost like a comedy, how everyone's just immediately like, oh, I've just met you 30 seconds ago, but yeah, you son of a bitch, I'm in, let's do this sort of thing. Yeah. And they I try mean, to like, explain it. The, when they're recruiting Nemesis and they're just, like, everyone's got a gun and they're just watching Nemesis sword fight this big spider lady and nobody does anything apart from the farm guy who's like I'll step in and protect the child and like the trained warriors and Tarzan do, do nothing I, I mean I mean, I know it's probably an honour thing from like Nemesis's part but like dude do something and then Nemesis is like yeah I'll just join your team even though you did fuck all to help me when I was about to be eaten by a big spider well, I, I think the reason that they're stepping in is this was meant to be an attempt at character growth because the guy that steps in to, to Nemesis, like I said, fighting a spider that's have taken a child because the spider lady is angry that these people have come to her planet and they fucked up the atmosphere and now her eggs can't hatch. She's like, I'm going to take a kid as revenge. That had a more interesting subpoint to it than the rest of the movie, by the way. And yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I think it's meant to be character growth because the farmer who was there, who was his sort of not not weak-minded farmer but he, he didn't do fighting he's a farmer and this is meant to be him stepping up that was meant to be a bit of character growth which um fell flat on its face and didn't really work i mean they, he was uh, in a pub fight like 10 minutes 20 minutes ago 40 minutes ago however long it was between those uh, things so don't see i forgot that again that's what i mean this the film is so forgettable it it, it, it kind of had all these impressive set pieces and it just didn't and there's even like and there's meant to be this impressive shot with Cora and, and the farmer, I forget his name. They're on their planet. In the background, there's this big planet with a ring around it. And that's meant to be all dramatic and cool looking while they're building this fire and they're silhouetted. And I was thinking, that's not good CGI. It's just brown, <laughs> muddy coloured, and it's not Tatooine Two Sons Luke looking up, like dreaming of escaping this moisture farm, is it? It's not no, it's got the two same. people superimposed against something that <laughs> it doesn't look cool at all. There's no. And like you said, it's such a bland orange mud colour. Uh, at least make this distant planet neon flashing colours or something cool like that, you know. But <laughs> Like a nightmare yeah. discotheque. So, yes, yeah, something like that. You know, you bright colours, a lot of neon. Because when you get these sci-fi films, they even seem to go towards the more Blade runner stuff where it's, everything's like dark and neon lights or they go towards all these big, beautiful landscapes. And this doesn't do either. It's just boring landscapes. As I said every planet they go to sort of looks the same. Some of the planets they go to are so, what's it called, Ledfica or something? There's a planet they go to, some sort of Squid King, and that's so dark and bland with a few sort of bright lights in the distance. You don't, you can't really see anything that's going on. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just such a disappointing movie for what it could have been. Maybe, like I said, a book or even even like a comic book series or something like that, that it would look good. But um, yeah, it's, it's such a big disappointment to be honest. Brings me no pleasure to say that because. You know, Zack Snyder does have name credit and he he is one of the few directors that could probably get something like this made just off of his, oh, it's it's a Zack Snyder thing. Yeah, we'll give him some money to do it. But yeah, this, this didn't land and a lot is riding on part two to give those characters agency and, you know, make us 
give a shit about this world and and universe that he's built so yeah a lot of lot of pressure on him we could do survival bits if you wanted chris but do do you want to i'm trying to think of the survival parts um all right the one that comes to mind is that bar fight he told me about with the alien that wants to um give it to the farmer guy yeah apparently was like oh by the time i'm done you'll be begging for more and he gets told no he should just walk away at that point but no, they always have to come back and they got to do a bar fight, don't they? And it's like, I was watching it like, okay, they're trying to do like a Western shootout type thing. And it didn't even have the Western vibes to it at all, did it? No, like a Western shootout is gritty and done in a few seconds. And this was because of the slow-mo, it dragged on for way too long, Chris. It was too long. And if it wasn't in slow-mo, then Cora would have been killed. Because it, 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 there's like four people and she's slowly turning and everyone's a bad shot. So she's only alive because they're all drunk. <laughs> the, um, what I was watching is a, a lot a lot of the, um, the shots were missing and I was like, is this meant to be his, his like, stormtrooper pun? I was like, why is everybody such a terrible <laughs> shot in this? Because even, even Cora, she was missing loads of her shots in like sort of this end fight scene on, on a platform. And I'm, I was watching it like, yeah, what on earth is going on? There's a bit on this end fight platform right where Cora's running slow-mo again running towards this Admiral Noble who's like the villain in this piece and um she run past as one of the Imperium soldiers which just stares at her dumbfounded and I was I I, I wanted to shout at the TV then I was like shoot her then but also no, that, apparently they'll have stormtrooper accuracy yeah also that end fight she runs and jumps onto the platform to fight a uh, Noble with a gun but then when she starts the fight she doesn't have a gun Huh. Yeah, actually, you're right. I don't know. Maybe she landed on it, and or she no, she oh, didn't no, land on she, it because she, she was she was clambering about on top of the structure. Well, she obviously didn't need the gun. She's like, I'm going to fuck this guy up, just, and then yeah. when you think he's going to die, he still somehow survives it. Yeah, because it, it, we... it was a ridiculous fashion. Oh, and his weird scenes as well. When they tried to bring some mature sci-fi themes into it, when it's the Admiral Noble is, is taking drugs, but it's rather than smoking through your mouth, you stick it and it burns your body, and then I think he had sex with a tentacle monster. Yeah, but <laughs> S- Star Wars already did that with Rogue One. Gareth Edwards got there first with the weird tentacle monster that can read your thoughts. So he's behind Star Wars even there when it comes to weird <laughs> sexy tentacle monsters, Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, it's... There's, uh, all right, so I was just on a quick look because apparently, like you said, they, he's got a director's cut which is going to be an R rated and will be three hours long. Why was this not that? I mean, three hours is too long, but why was this not like Zack Snyder's bloody Star Wars? Because that, that's what I expected. I don't, I don't understand why he's he's doing this movie twice. I mean, are you sure it was his decision to do this? And he was, well, the, it wasn't like the producers were like, oh, I, w- we I, want wouldn't, I wouldn't a understand. Why you would release it onto a streaming service? Netflix, you put what you want on there. You can do as many swears and decapitations as you like. I don't, and and Zack Snyder l- loves that kind of visceral stuff. So, I I don't understand. I don't know whoever's decision it was. It, it was a, a stupid decision. So I, I just had a quick look, and I was just reading somebody's theory on on that why they're doing this, and somebody said they they think it's them trying to generate the Snyder Cut buzz again, like with Justice League. No, don't do that. That was bad. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I mean, if it's just going to be a Snyder so, Cut, so they, where that... he just sticks. Ex- 
Their advertising technique is to get them is to get fans of Zack Snyder mad at Netflix, so they <laughs> shout at them, release the bloody version of of Rebel Moon. But they're already doing it anyway. They're so manufactured. I don't, I don't understand, Chris, and that's upset me. <laughs> so, but now does this mean we're going to get Rebel Moon Part Two is going to come out, and then when there's a director's cut of that? Maybe. Are we actually going to get eight films instead? We're going to have the four normal ones <laughs> if three and four get made, plus four director cuts as well. And then they're going to be like, oh, Zack Snyder's going to put it together to make his mega series cut thing that's like 18 hours long or some nonsense. No, don't do that. Just, if Zack Snyder wants to make a bloody Star Wars film, let him make a, a bloody decapitation-heavy Star Wars film. Uh, just... <laughs> Just let let him do it, and then just release one film, and then it will be cheaper for you because then you're not making two films. I don't understand, Chris. This whole thing has upset me more than I can articulate in words, Chris. Just yeah, I I, I would have watched the director's cut, and I might have been like, oh, you know, it's not for me, but at least Zack Snyder got to have a fun time you know, chopping up a spider monster with lightsabers. So, yeah, but yeah, I'd that's... I'd rather see more of that, to be honest, going on. Like, give, give, we don't have to jump around space. Give me give me a, a sci-fi movie where there's a rip-off Jedi fighting spider monsters <laughs> in some dingy alleyways instead. Yeah, and it's also like, ah, oh, I'm a mother, and I lost my family. You're a big spider monster, and you've lost your family. You know, maybe we can come to some understanding. Oh, we can't? Okay, I guess we have to fight then. There's some good ideas in there, like a hippogriff Tarzan space man. Um, yeah, I was so disappointed with that. I thought, <laughs> when, he, when he turned up... Cause Fuck the, the, the man, build, take the hippogriff! Just, yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> I, I thought a ship was going to come down, and I thought he was going to have a dogfight, you know, riding the hippogriff, fighting yeah. the ship. But no, towards the end of the film, when he's still on the platform, I even said to the TV, I just went, put a top on! Why is this guy topless all the time if he's not space Tarzan? They don't have shirts in his size, Chris, because he's too hench. I'm sorry. Maybe they said to him, this is, this is like the Carrie Fisher thing, and when they said to her, like, oh, you don't wear bras in space, so Leia would never wear a bra. It's the same thing they said to him, they're like, oh, yeah, space Tarzan, don't wear shirts. He doesn't wear a shirt, I'm afraid, yes. You're the prince of no-shirt land, where they haven't invented shirts yet. You're allergic to things covering your nipples. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's the right line about him being a prince as well, because they, they made it pretty clear that his planet got sort of bombarded by the Imperium and wiped out, and I don't know if he's the last of um, his kind or something. They're doing that nonsense, and they're like, oh, Tarek, or should I say, Prince Tarek? And I was watching, like, is that meant to be dramatic? It has no impact on the film if he's a prince or not. Yeah, it doesn't. And everyone gets more exposition from Noble in the, like, 30 seconds that they've been captured than they do in most of the rest of the film, which is upsetting, because... Yeah, I'm I'm sure that a lot of thought has been put into the backstories of these characters, but it wasn't articulated in this film. And again, I, I don't like to put my hopes on another film making the film that I just watched, you know, watchable or better. But th- th- this is what you have to do with a film that is a part one that ends on the second act. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's too long too boring and everything kind of blurs together in a in a mush so yeah not good not appealing not appetizing chris however 
However, maybe the next said... volume will be delicious and nutritious. <laughs> I said I wouldn't watch. I don't want to watch this film again. But then you've teased me with this director's cut, <laughs> and I, I don't think I'm going to be able to help myself because I imagine it will release onto Netflix. Uh, uh-huh. Don't fall for it. I, no, they're going to release onto Netflix, and it's going to. I'm going to see it, and it's going to bug me because I'm going to like. I could either wait and somebody will probably make a YouTube video with all the comparisons between the director's cut and this version, but I might just end up watching it just just to see if there is any vast you new know, differences or improvements upon it. But other than that, yeah, I've got, I've got no real urge to go back. I mean, my favourite character in this film, the, the only one that I, I kind of want, I'm looking forward to seeing again in part two, is Noble, the, the, the admiral, the villain. Because um, oh, Chris I, I likes... just like the way he played. I don't want to see him bang some tentacles more. Chris likes the space Nazi, of course. Of course he does. <laughs> oh, dear. No, he was very bland as as far as a villain goes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't care less. I, in, in fact, it would have been better if he'd have died, because then maybe we could have gotten someone with robot legs or whatever. You know, someone interesting. <laughs> The, the chorus well, maybe, boring maybe don't dad. Because I imagine we'll get even more people. Because part two is going to be them collecting even more people to come live on the farm with them. Is it? We've already done it. They they didn't even make it back to the farm. They're like, oh, we accomplished our mission before we even got to the farm. Oh, we'll go to the farm anyway. Like, yeah, uh, that that bugged me because it was like they were building up to this big epic battle. I say epic somewhat battle defending this farmland and then they dealt with the threat and i was like oh that was a freaking waste but i um at the end of the movie it popped up on netflix it was like oh yeah rebel moon part two is coming on the 19th of april or something and the, the picture of it was um general titus and one of the other people were, were on the farm fighting some of the imperium so i was like okay so the farm battle that we got pro- we got teased with in this film we're actually going to get in the second film it would seem great i can't wait for pitchforks at dawn or whatever it's coming out april oh it's gonna be my it's gonna be the film that we talk about on my birthday isn't it chris it's gonna be it's gonna be my birthday episode podcast highly anticipated i just double checking it and it's the the highly anticipated part two the scar giver is set to premiere on the 19th of april i'm not thinking this is highly anticipated well, they, they have to hype it up chris don't blame the hype machine it's not their fault they're being paid to pretend <laughs> that people are excited about it uh, i don't know man I, I i feel like i should if i wanted an epic sci-fi film i they, they had the creator that came out and uh, i missed that unfortunately so i think i should have gone i should have seen that for my my dose of epic sci-fi-ness in fact when, when we finished watching this rebel moon thing and it ended, and it gave me the craving for it. That like my partner and I, we finished watching it, and then we immediately put a Star Wars movie on afterwards. <laughs> and I was watching the opening part. We only watched like thirty minutes of it, and I was thinking, Jesus Christ, this is so much better already. Which one was it? Was it Phantom Menace? Please be Phantom Menace. <laughs> no, no, it was Force Awakens. Oh, okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I was like, this, this, I was like, this, this is introducing new characters and. It's it's building their backstories up slowly. It's got some interesting action scenes and and you know and stuff like that. And I was thinking this this is what Rebel Moon could have been and should have been. And now the director's cut will fix everything. <sighs> Mate, I'm I... excited for the director's cut. I'm glad you told me. I didn't know there was one coming. Ah, uh, but well, I hope it doesn't disappoint you, Chris. Uh, we could survive that at gmail.com or tweet us at We Could Survive if you've got any thoughts on Rebel Moon. No, we're not doing any survival bits because. Everyone's boring, and I'm glad that they died in this film. <laughs> so, bye.
provided lady. She was easily survivable. She had a child. She was already up in the sky. She came down to have a go at Nemesis. Just stay up there. What's Nemesis going to do? Nothing. Yeah. Spit webs at her. <laughs> or just give the child back and steal another one. Steal a child that nobody cares about. Spider lady. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh great i can't wait for party yeah neither can i chris should we do salt salt burn next week because everyone's talking about it for some reason and apparently it's weird salt burn that's is that a thing on prime or something i've seen on there i don't know it's gone viral though so let's jump on that bandwagon while we still can <laughs> have a look yeah amazon prime uh thriller comedy uh, right okay it can't be any worse. Let's give it a go. Why not? We're, we're trying new things, Chris, in 2024. Oh, it's going to be the year of romance comedies, isn't it's it? It's going to be the, the, the day that we do romances and rom-coms, Chris. We're going to try all, all genres of films. Yes, lovely musicals that people die and We'll do Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's the Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah, I like that. Do... I've watched that several times. Yeah, I don't want to watch that, though. Anyway, goodbye, well, Chris. Uh, I've got it. We're going to watch it. No. Anyway, thank you to uh, everyone who's been listening to Week of Survivor, your weekly Survivor Guide to the Movies. Going to see you next week for Saltburn. But until then, keep on surviving. Goodbye. And do not watch Rebel Moon. <laughs> <laughs> so bad.